On this episode of Money with Friends, the app that has Gen Z hooked on thrifting, could it be the secret to financial freedom for all generations? That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to Money with Friends. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And from my mom's half-finished basement where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now... We do it for you six days a week, all in about, very roughly, 15 minutes. How about that, Joe? It's exciting. And I'll tell you, somebody who works seven days a week, harder than us, is farmers. And today's today's show is brought to you by Acre Trader, investing in farmland simplified. You can watch an explainer video and learn more about the ways that you make money in farmland at acretrader.com forward slash MWF for money with friends. Uh, we've got an exciting thing today. Farmers are entrepreneurs. Yes. We're going to talk about Gen Z being entrepreneurs today. Yes. I don't think they're auctioning off farm equipment, at least not on this app. Probably. But that could be a niche. There's all these niche uh, little sites, little apps coming up for different ways of selling different things online, depending on who your audience is, who your target market is, who what you're selling and, and why you're selling it. So I love this piece. It is from New York Magazine, from The Cut. And the author is Matthew Schneier. Got it on Depop, the app that has Gen Z hooked on thrifting. Depop, and it talks about, we do, it starts with an anecdote about a woman named Luella LaRoche, who, Luella Roche, who is 16 years old. She doesn't get an allowance. She doesn't need one because she has Depop. Depop is a sales platform for the second hand, an impossibly enormous international flea market in app form. If eBay is a bazaar and Instagram is a beauty pageant, Depop is both. Just about anything you can shoot with your iPhone camera, you can sell on Depop. So there's Polaroid film and skateboards and a 1978 Garfield alarm clock and God knows what else. But mostly there are secondhand clothes and accessories. A digital thrift haul exploding out of its users' literal closets. The piece continues talking more about uh, Luella and about how she sells a couple pairs of mom jeans, some Air Force Ones. And then she realized that uh, the things she was buying were not unlike the things she had sitting around herself. So she started off buying, then became a seller. And the piece says that suddenly Luella was a mogul in training, sourcing her own merch, taking her own photos, updating the merchandise rack in her room, and writing her own ad copy. I have two closets, she said proudly. One's my personal closet. Second one's my Depop closet. Strangers shop from her. Friends shop from her. They get a discount. In six months of Depopping, she's made, get this, Bobby, $1,500. A lot of people have very closed minds about thrift shopping, Luella thinks. It's gross. It's old. It's used. But she sees every piece's potential. Recently, she found a DKNY mini backpack at Goodwill for $3. She sold it on Depop for $70. It's really easy, she says. Literally, anybody can do this. Yeah. And by the way, it's, I mean, think about that profit margin. Just some stats here in the piece going forward a little bit. According to the company, 90% of its over 15 million active users are under 26. The number of items sold in the U.S. doubled last year, and there are now 5 million 
US users. In the UK, where Depop is headquartered, it is estimated that one in three 15 to 24 year olds is registered on the platform. Okay. One in three. 30% of these kids are on the platform. And this is all happening, the piece goes on to say, with traditional retail hurting, mass market and mid-tier chains are closing locations and shuttering altogether. Barney's has filed for bankruptcy. Meanwhile, the resale market is expected to double in the next five years, which would make it bigger than fast fashion as a new generation, one with sustainability and individuality on the brain hunts for the perfect must-have, no one else has got it, piece. Just so great. I think it's so great that, um, I mean, A, kids learning to buy stuff used, uh, B, learning to be an entrepreneur at a young age. Do you think this is like the new lemonade stand? It's totally the new lemonade stand and so much better because the lessons here are endless. I took the time before we went on to watch um, a tutorial video on this. And I also downloaded the app and was looking at it. And I learned so much from this young lady who did the video. Um, And I just want to give her credit if I can find her name. Um, Her name, her shop on there is at Color Club and it's at T-T-T-I-T-I And she did a tutorial and she goes through this and the mindset of this young lady was amazing. I mean, she goes into presentation, marketing, sourcing, her goals. She talks about cross-marketing with other sellers and giving each other, you know, sort of supporting each other. She talks about the importance of messaging different people when they're interested in your item. So that's customer relations that she's talking about. She says, after someone buys it, you want to be developing a relationship. So she talks about acknowledging returning customers. She talks about giving them little extra things when she ships out the merchandise. She talks about how to decide how to ship it and the cost of shipping it. You can ship it through Depop, but it costs more. You can ship it by yourself. And she goes into the different ways that you can brand it and market it and the different cost structures that go into it. So, you know, with lemonade, it's not just the lemonade, it's the supplies. You know, sure. you can, like we talk about this woman that sold the, uh, in the article that sold it, that bought something for $3 and sold it for 70. It's all about how you present it, how you market it, how you set up your own brand that, that these customers know that you find things that they like. She talked about a return policy and how she takes a firm stand that she does not take things back unless it's her fault. It's That's it. That's the way she works. Um, and she talks about that, you know, you need to be aware that Depop is going to take a 10% cut of your price. And you have to be aware not only of that, but then you get paid through PayPal and they're going to take a cut. It was amazing. I am so like, in awe of the young people doing this and it just it's just the best. It's it's financial literacy 101 in an app. I think it's like 501. Yeah. I mean because they're learning yeah. so many different uh, actions. I mean I mean uh, merchandising, logistics, advertising, customer service. Um uh, what, what 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 aren't you learning? You're learning so many, so many different things. I think that's great. What do you think of though about this idea? Growing up, we all had to have the same clothing. Now it's the opposite. Now you want something no one else has, and you want something that's used. How awesome is that? I was just about to ask you that question. What do you think about that trend? Because this seems to be riding a new trend of I'm reusing things instead of buying new stuff. I think that's great on all ends, except for the retailers, because our economy does get driven, is driven by the retail sector. And it's just one more thing that they have to find a way to integrate into their business plans. 
from an individual standpoint, it's wonderful because people are encouraged not to want to keep up with the Joneses. They're encouraged to become their own Jones person or whatever it may be. This could be interesting. I mean, and I don't know how many, I don't know if any big companies are doing this, but I think about Powell's bookstore in uh, Portland, Oregon, and about how when you go there, this bookstore is a block long. It's this huge place, but they have used books sitting right next to new books. And with all of the the cool stuff that a lot of these uh, clothing stores can do, imagine if you had used clothing like, like you know, that, that was attractively presented next to new clothing and you could choose to buy one of the new ones or choose to buy one of the used ones. I would think that retailers, if this goes far enough, like that could be that could be great for them because these people know how to make things look attractive. They know the storefront space. They understand the markup, right? Much better than, than, than this girl does. I'm sure. Uh, although she's learning quickly, she's becoming, I'm not sure. I mean, she's blossoming for $3 and she's selling it for 70. I worked in retail in, in high school in a small local department store and they would buy something and they would triple the price. So in that world, they would have bought it for $3 and sold it for nine. She got 70. Yeah. I think she understands markup pretty well. Uh, and she well, knows her customers. Yeah, but they could do it systematically. True. I mean, it's it's yeah. one thing to make a cat video that has 70 million views and everybody laughs, but it's another thing to make a podcast that continually brings people back over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, there is consistency. And the truth is, look, she made $1,500 in six months. That's a lot of money for a teenager. It's not a sustainable income for an adult. So we do have to look at the scale as you as you basically are pointing out that there's no system to this in terms of a, a larger retail global thing. But these kids, um, young people, which is what dominates this platform, are well on their way. I mean, the things that they are learning, this young lady I watched the demo from, I mean, she talked about getting the right presentation, the right lighting, the right backdrop, how to present things in a way that can get you the most money. It was it was great. And it's great that this is something they're interested in as opposed to just the purchasing size side, which growing up, we didn't have this technology, first of all, but it was, we would go Basically, we would joke that shopping was a sport. We would just go and consume. This is a business. And she also talks about the idea of swapping that you can trade. Good for the environment and good for understanding the value of things and what it takes to earn the money or find the goods to swap for that. So I really enjoyed that. Um, we did put this out to our Instagram audience just before we came on air. So we haven't gotten a ton of responses yet, but I encourage everyone to check in there um, on occasion to see the different stories that we're talking about on the show. So far on this story, let's see, I asked uh, our Instagram audience, have you bought or sold secondhand goods online? And it's 75% you bet and 25% not my thing. 75% have bought you stuff online. Or sold. I said or sold. bought or sold yeah. secondhand goods online. And then we did get one comment from teaching kids. To, the, the handle is teaching kids to buy stocks. And she said, bought and sold clothes, clothes from bought and sold from clothes to cars, eBay, Craigslist, and Facebook. Great. Yeah. And the question was, you know, what have you bought and sold where and how to go basically? I've bought, so, I've just you know. bought, uh, you know, used books, uh, eBay. I, I used to buy used stuff on eBay a while ago. I haven't in a while. I sold a bunch of stuff through, uh, declutter. Um, d d the declutter app is fantastic. Yeah. You, you, it has a little uh, scanner. 
You just scan the barcode on a CD, a book, or a movie, and you throw it in a box. And then it automatically prints out a, a quick sheet that you throw in the top of the box, uh, tape it up, and boom, it's it's gone. Uh, you don't make a ton of money, but we cleaned up a lot of stuff that was just laying around that we didn't use anymore. Old DVDs, a lot of those. And don't you feel good that somebody received it that wanted it? It's fantastic because all it was doing was sitting in a in a in a uh, drawer that you know. I mean, how long has it been since you've watched a DVD? I've watched a DVD in forever. So all our DVDs went bye-bye. We made a little money. It was cool. Uh, we used that for, a, you know, part of a vacation fund that we have. Uh, so that was neat. Yeah, we sold a desk recently on APT Deco, apartmentdeco.com. And we had a good experience. And I, I was really happy because we sold it to a local medical school, school student. She was starting school and she needed a desk. And, you know, we, again, did not get great amount of money for it. And and the seller, the uh, the service apartment deco did get a cut but she came and she picked it up with her dad and she was so happy to get the desk that I was so happy she got the desk because it fit perfectly for her apartment she loved it and it just didn't work for us it didn't work in our son's room and we were happy that someone received it we got a little bit of cash too but I was also just happy to see that someone was going to get use out of this item rather than putting it on the curb there's another side of this, which is just the idea of less clutter, right? This this clutter that's around us all the time makes it harder to work, makes it harder to function. I know we had on uh, Stacky Benjamins recently an uh, uh, organizational ex- expert named Tracy McCubbin. And Tracy talked about, you know, the older people get, the more pictures they have around the house of things that they did and, you know, places they've been. And she said, you should try to not have as many of those sitting around because what it tells your subconscious is the good times are behind you. And she said, the more white space you have tells your subconscious that we have good times coming in front of us. And I thought that was, it was really neat. So instead of all these tchotchkes of places we've been and pictures of places we've been, keep it clean. I'm going to think about that. I have mixed feelings about that. Right. I, I think memories are nice, but we can, you know, sort of have different opinions on that. I think but there's I a middle ground. Point of view. I do respect that point of view. Um, I think there's a middle ground. I think I see, I, I see some people that uh, are older that have just stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff in their house. And it's all to remind them of things that they did. Yes, it can get out of hand. In just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaway. But first, we're going to talk about investing in farmland. Uh, at Acre Trader, you make money two ways. Land is one of the oldest investment classes in existence, producing vast wealth over generations. Farmland gives you an attractive yield. In one way, you get a uh, rent check from the farmer every year. Low volatility historically, even not just against stocks or bonds, but also against other real estate. Also, you see your equity build up over time as farmland appreciates in value. Uh, it isn't leveraged, which is great. It's a hard asset and historically it's an inflation hedge. So acre trader is something that I really like because I worked in farms when I was a kid. You can learn more about it too. Head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF for more. All right. We have our takeaway for today. What's your takeaway, Bobby? This app may not be labeled as a financial literacy app, but it should be. Great lessons which lead to financial independence and even more for its Gen Z or primarily Gen Z users. Confidence for its often women-driven users. They can earn money and have that freedom. Nothing feels better than a successful sale and the money in the bank that follows. 
I uh, I really like that. And I'm going to pair a lot of that with my takeaway. My takeaway has to do with designing a curriculum for your kids. You know, it's funny. Kids learn a lot of stuff. And once they go to school, a lot of those lessons are not parent-led anymore. But it's also important for parents to have a curriculum for their kids. And whether it's using Depop or a lemonade stand, whatever it is, this idea of teaching your children to be an entrepreneur at a young age pays huge dividends because it isn't just about owning your own business. This is about learning customer service, about dealing with other people, about handling problems as they come up. There are so many great lessons here that I absolutely love that um, uh, helping your kid work on entrepreneurship, I think really is a lesson in eight or nine or 10 or 20 different skills that they'll use for the rest of their life. So well said, Joe. Well, thank you. You too, Bobby. Smoking like a parent. (laughs) That's going to do it for today. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody here on Facebook. Thanks to everybody listening, listening to the show. Uh, uh, Bobby, how do people follow us? Go to Instagram at money friends pod and also on Twitter at money friends pod. And please participate in our polls. We love hearing from you and definitely be part of the show on our next taping here on Facebook. And we'll see Benjamin's Facebook page. Amen. We'll see you back here again next time at money with friends. Have a great day, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is the amazing Steve Stewart. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends.